Today we talk punk rock, bubblegum and pop as we chat to Nick Dalton of The Sticker Club on Benny Asking People Questions. Today's guest quite arguably is one of Australia's most successful career musicians to have ever turned their hand to children's music. Together with his band, The Sticker Club, they have crafted tunes that not only draw upon the delightful, haphazard, yet desperately considered lives of children, but also have somehow put in musical form just how joyous it is as a parent to find yourself in this world. Drawing upon an impressive history of grunge and 90s rock, their sound and their lyrical content is incredibly unique and shines a light on what magic can happen when an established artist turns their attention and their concentration to the smallest in the room. They are not a family act as such, but an act where the idea of family lodges. The band is a sticker club and I'm joined by one of their founding members today, Nick Dalton. Um, Thanks, Nick, for chatting with me today. Hi, Hi, Benny. Thanks for having me. Um, So, Nick, in the intro, I talk about family because there's a real sense that these albums really... It, there's, there's real. I was, I was listening to the albums and then I hit this point where I kind of went, oh, this, a lot of this stuff talks on behalf of parents, where you <laughs> find yourself as a parent. Like, the, it obviously has children's child sensibilities, but, it, but it, it felt like it was actually coming from a parent a lot of the time. Is that, is that fair enough? Yeah. I, I'm not sure about the parent side of it, but it, I, I wanted to um, have a, a children's band that, that was that did music similar to what I grew up with, hmm. which was um, the Monkees, like Daydream Believer, the Small Faces, Ichiku Park, Beatles, Magical Mystery Tour, just songs from the sixties and early seventies, and all those bubblegum songs like Yummy 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 mm. and Chewy Chewy Chewy, and because I thought not not, not to um, knock any, any other children's music because it's all it's all different and it's all good. I I wanted to. Um, because because I songwriting is my main thing, which I've been doing pretty much since I left school, and and I just wanted to really try and craft children's songs that um, that the the mums might like as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. if they're stuck in the car with 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 the kids and they've got the one you know one tape on of the, of the kids of band. I thought so so that that had something to do with it, but but mainly um I, I did want I purposely wanted to try something a little bit different from from your regular kids songs, mm-hmm. and and if that's come out. Coming from the parents' perspective, then I suppose that that's what you're you're taking from it, and that's really good, I suppose, because um, yeah, I, I just I didn't want to simplify it too much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. kind of I mean, I think that's the thing is that most people either choose to sing on behalf of a child or sing to a child. I mean, it, it, traditionally in children's music, but you're I mean, things like you know the, some of your lyrics like sushi train, purple plate. I mean, the, the beautiful. <laughs> I heard purple plate and just went, oh my, every parent. Australia is going to know instantly <laughs> what purple plate means. Um, you know, turn a blind eye and go straight to dessert. There's uh, Earth oh, yeah. to Nigel, yeah. for, you know, coming for piano practice. There is this real sense of a lot of it's a parent talking to a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't want it to be um, condescending and also like in, in jokes for the parents. I find that just a bit mm. like annoying. I, I, you know, I really, yeah, I didn't want to have it like, I don't know. I'd, no, I mean, there's a fine line, but I mean, there's a fine line between appealing to parents, but then actually spending too much time trying to make it about the parents. And I think, I think what's really lovely about this this album or both albums, uh, which you've carried on with with the, with the new to come album, um, 
is it's not talking on behalf of the parent. It, it's, it's like I said in the intro, there's this real sense of the joy of being a parent, how you are able and I think as, as, as an artist or a musician, you probably spend your life there, but I think as a listener, not many people remember what it's like being a child. And I think the way that the adults are represented in your music have this sense, if it's a reminder of how much fun it is being a parent, <laughs> you can be a bit ridiculous again, you know what I mean? And, and, I, yeah. and I think a lot of people forget that until they become parents. Yeah. I mean, is that, yeah. is that like that for you? Yeah, look, look. When I first started writing these songs, it was my daughter, who's now fifteen. Um, I started making up these songs when she was, you know, like one or something, and and um, and I thought um, I asked my friends Alison and Ben, you know, would you start want to start a band with me because I've got about six little songs, and so so basically the, the songs came out of like like changing nappies and giving mm. the kids bath, and then then my son Austin came along, who's now thirteen, so. So I, I wrote a lot of these songs from that first album when they were like little kids, and so they were like the sounding boards where I, just, I would just make up songs. There was and there was a song, "Are We There Yet?" Um, on the first album, which which I only ever kept adding to when I gave my son a bath. It's about you know the, the, the family going on a holiday mm. and are we there? Yet? You know the, the 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 classic line, and and so that my song line for that was just when I gave Austin a bath. So so I kept adding to that one then, and then then I um. Remarried, and I've got a son now who's like five and a half. And the next album, a lot of the songs, he was the sounding board, and he was into trains. We'd go up to um, Campsie train station and and look at the trains. So I wrote like three train songs, and I w- they wouldn't have ever been written if it wasn't for him being into trains. So, <laughs> so even even though they're from a parent's point of view, yeah. I'm basically writing seeing what what they like I'm because mean, I mean everyone knows you know little kids like dinosaurs mm. and mm. and and dressing up and so so like I go down that route as well but um I suppose with my own kids I just picked up on their interests and and went with it I suppose and and so I'd be like sitting there we've been watching the trains go by, and I would just start making up these little couplets and he'd laugh and or there'd be one he wouldn't laugh at so I think okay that one's no good <laughs> so yeah so yeah so basically the, the, the kids are the sounding board for, for, for a lot of these songs. Kind of explains the lyric content as well, doesn't it? Because I guess I guess what what you've done that's really lovely, I think, with these albums, and it's sort of there's um, is you haven't what generally happens because I mean you know a musician becoming a parent, then looking around and, and being sort of a bit disgruntled with what's available, and they go, okay, I'm going to do something new. That's not entirely unheard of. It's a pretty it's a pretty common thing. However. What tends to happen is people write the song, then they take it to the studio and then they start expanding on it and making it, you know. But it all has a genesis around, you know, as you said, in the bathtub. You have seemed to have kept that language though. Like I think that's the thing about about from behalf of the parent is – it, it it is the parent talking to the child, but the but the, the lyrics seem to still suggest that it's really genuine in the moment talking to the child. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like even the yeah, rhymes yeah, do, yeah. and everything. I mean, did you did, did you have to work on that or is that just 
like, as you said, you just went, this works, give me my phone, record it, and I'm done. Yeah, look, um, I, like I said, I've, I've been writing songs for a long time and, and I mean, I don't, I don't never really made much money off it, although I've written like, you know, five, six hundred songs. Mm. But um, I, I do some songs like, you know, like, like most songwriters, like some can happen in five minutes and some like some could take a couple of years. Yeah. But I, I do set, I, I take, when I write these songs I, I, and the lyrics, I, I take them just as seriously as if I'm writing like a, mm. an adult song about, you know, a, a broken relationship. I, I really do work at it. And I also, you know, I am, I am trying to be clever I'm, and, and, and also funny and just think as kids, like, like when I was little and, and like, um, I, you know, just the songs I liked when I, when I was a kid, like just say Ichi, Ichiku Park, for example, it's about like, mm. you know, like I always think of, think of it as skipping school and I don't know what it's really about, but just, you know, <laughs> maybe it's about taking psychedelics and going what, running through a park. But, <laughs> exactly. but I, I just wanted to have a song that the kids could really enjoy singing these silly lyrics to and seeing if it works. And and I know there's a couple of songs which I've run by the band and they just think, oh, you know, Nick, you, you, you know, your lyrics are a bit crazy, but they they all still like them because they, they know that it's a little bit different. And um, But it's not so much the, the lyrics that, that are different. It's, um, we, yeah, when we do, go, down, go in and record, we, we sort of record as a as a rock and roll band and, mm. and, and we, ha- we you know, the first album's got a lot of wah-wah in the background and fuzz guitar and, and we, we haven't tried to make the music too conservative. I know like a lot of other bands might might strip strip away the the rock and rollness of it, or or they make the rock and roll like pretty tame. Whereas I've thought, you know, as long as the vocals are up nice and loud, we we can sort of do whatever we want with, with the music. You know, like that. That's 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 my little theory, I suppose. Just vocals up loud. There's a little girl who lives high up in a tree. She's been there all day for breakfast, lunch and tea. She sleeps on a branch in a blanket made of leaves. She's a tree girl, a tree girl. She climbs up to the As a non-creator for, for children, is, is you tend to think simplicity means being simple. Mm. And it kind of doesn't. I mean, I think that, like you're saying about the lyrics thing, is you you want it to be heard, but but there's no there's no rules on what it sounds like underneath that. I mean, you don't children can listen to. I mean, you know, they can stand in the city and listen to traffic endlessly. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They can listen to, yeah. you know, punk or, or anything. You know. Yeah. Well, like Earth to Nigel, um, when when we finally finished recording it and mixing it, I mean, it, it isn't really like a kids' song at all. Like lyrically, it is, but. But the, the music, like, we've got a 15-year-old, actually 16 now, guitarist called Ruby, and she's playing the Ebo in that. I don't know if you know what an Ebo is. No. It's that thing. You, it's a little magnetised thing you hold in your hand that picks up the the drone of the string. goes... Oh, okay, beautiful. Yeah, and so she's playing that all through it. And, like, you know, it's probably the first kid's song with an Ebo in it, like, all the <laughs> way through. And um, and, and so that, that song is just like a classic indie rock song. Yeah. It's funny 
should talk about the, the, the band element though because that's the other thing about the, the like listening to the second album, um, you know, you tend to you tend to look out for what's the progression, like what have you learned from first time around and how does it apply to the second one. But you've you've stayed pretty consistent musically. Like it's not it's you know, you've got a pretty consistent musical palette. And it's there are overdubs, but it's not like you're going to town and going insane with them and pushing. Yeah. Them. Is that is that because I mean, is it because you are fundamentally? I mean, you, you've got a huge history of bands and things like that. Is it is it is it an in the moment thing for you that kind of recording? Yeah, um, it's funny. I'm glad you're saying there's a progression there because the the first record was made when we were a four piece with no bass player. And so I, I did the bass on, on the album for most of the songs and did really simple bass because I did, because live we, we didn't have a bass player. It was just yeah, right. two guitars, bass and drums and a singer. And then now the second album, we're actually a six piece where um, Damien or Dizzy, he, he plays bass and, and Farfisa and Ruby, she switches from trombone to guitar and, and I switch from guitar to, to bass live. So, um, yeah. um, but we haven't, as far as overdubs, we, there, there's hardly any overdubs. Like that mm. on the new record, that's that's sort of six people playing. Mm. And if there are any overdubs, it's like really minimal. So we're pretty, we've pretty much recorded all the backing tracks live. Um, yeah. So and and also because I have, have been playing, you know, music for a long time, I, I actually don't get into studios much. I, I mainly do home recording. Yeah. Right. So um, it, it it's a big thrill to to actually go into a studio with this band because I, I don't often get to do that. And um, and and we we're actually a really like a, a really good live band. Like we, we'd make a good like normal band rather than just a kids <laughs> band because you know, Alice and the drummer she she's like a one take yeah. wonder. Like we and we 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 didn't rehearse the songs that much, and because I wanted to try and keep a really good fresh feel. Um, but um, yeah, there, there's there's definitely a consistency over the two albums. But I, I just think with the the second batch, I. I I sort of worked out what I'm able to do with the songs, like, mm. like, um, like, a, you know, like pushing the envelope a little bit. So I, I sort of see this this album's got a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't say more chords, but just more, more. Um, it's more considered. More, more, yeah, more more of the same, but just there's a couple of songs there. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I think they're some of the best songs I've ever written, even though they're like. For the sticker club, I'm so proud of them. I can't wait for people to hear them, and I get really excited. Like the band always think, "Oh, Nick, shut up!" When I go, "Here's my new song. And, you know, this is the best song I've ever written." And and but it's the truth. I'm like so excited about like, yeah, like dra- dra- Dragon and um, and Garbage Truck. Like I really am excited that for this stuff to come out. You know, like just just for my friends to hear. My you know my friends who who can't stand kids' music. I say, check this out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. goes back to the idea of like I was saying about there's not a huge amount of overdubs and and I think and I I feel like that's a result of just being really really happy with what you're doing with the group in that moment like 
You know what I mean? You're not you don't you don't you're not feeling under any pressure to go, well I've got to make it sound like this or this or this or this. You really do just go, Here's the song, here's the chords, let's do it. Yeah, but it's true. It, we you know, like I've I've always done that with all my music. You, you get the people to play with you because you like what they do. Mm. So you don't really want to start telling them what to do. Um, you know, I've always thought that's unless there's a, a certain little lick that you want them to play. But um like we we recorded this album like sort of pretty much during COVID, yeah. so we couldn't really get together. Well, actually, a little bit before COVID, we put the, mm. most of the backing tracks. So, um, and we haven't played live for two years, yeah. like, um, which is a shame. And, I, and I've just been going in and um, mixing the songs, and, and Chanel's still got four songs to sing. Um, but yeah, so so as, as far as being a proper band, we feel like oh, you know, shit, we we haven't we, we haven't played, you know, like yeah. are, are we a band anymore, you know, because. We, I mean, we didn't actually play much to begin with. We'd usually only play at the Petersham Bowling Club, yeah. and if if a school asked us to play, and we did a um, dress up attack once, and we did a fairgrounds festival. Yeah. But we're hoping that when this record comes out, like I, I've been saying this my whole life, you know, hoping that when the next record comes out, we'll get someone interested to book us gigs. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> actually going to ask did 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 playing like like again with most performers when they move into children's space they write then they start performing and then the performance and the actual engagement with children live then dictates what they go on and do i mean did, was there is there any influence from the first album to the second album of that live performance or, the, or there just was too much of a gap between um I mean, because yeah, COVID, no, COVID just ruined it for everyone. Basically. Well, yeah, well, we have, yes. I mean, we started playing some of the new songs um, like two years, bef- two or three years before um, COVID came alongside, like Soup and Buttery Bread mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, Choc Chip Choo Choo Train and Dragon and Garbage Truck. We started playing these songs and, and I could tell instantly they were going down really well and, like, friends were saying, oh, that's my favourite one, this mm-hmm. new one. And So well, we already... Um, like I was feeding off, like obviously what what people like, but but as far as um, live, I mean, it, it's a tough one because we we haven't really played that much, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've we, we've only we only really play four or five times a year, and mm. since twenty twelve, I mean that we, yeah, like we, we're not really a, a live band, so it's a bit sloppy. But I've always thought kids love seeing real real music, and if if there's a mistake, yeah. they love that because it's yeah. that's real life, you know, like. Mm. We don't have to be too slick, you know. If they see us swapping instruments, or um, yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's, it's like it's it's just real, you know. Like so, when I mean, we're not we're not exactly tight lie, but um, but we certainly have rehearsed all these songs. Um, you know, the recordings are, are tight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's they're they're beautiful. They're really beautiful albums. Um, there's I do. It's you talking about sort of the swapping of instruments and things. There's this the, in the um, new school tomorrow song. Um, yeah. There's the, I wonder where I'll new school tomorrow. I wonder where I'll sit up the front with the teacher or down the back with the naughty kids. Are you writing the lyrics or are these somebody else's words? The other uh, reason I bring that line in yeah. particular up is is if you're going back to that idea of swapping instruments and all that kind of stuff, there is this rule, there's this thing that runs through all your music that 
it's not about being rebellious, like am I with the naughty kids? It, it it's like one of those lines where you're just kind of going, it's not a big deal. It's just stuff, stuff. It is what it is. Mm. Come and see us play. We make mistakes. We've all swapped instruments. Whatever. Yeah, you might be up the front. You might be at the back. It's not a big deal. I mean, is that? Yeah, I don't know. Is that kind of a fair assumption of how you feel about anything that you'd like to say to children within <laughs> the songs? Or yeah, look, I, I was I was a really naughty kid at school, and and I got it <laughs> like going back to when when school first started. I I was in like kindergarten and or year first grade, and mm. I smashed windows and ran up the the corridor smashing little glass milk bottles and yeah, sure. and, and ending up getting expelled in, in year nine for smoking marijuana on, on the weekend, you know, on, which is bad, the weekend. Mm. So I, I, I was quite a na- naughty happen? kid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I was this you know, naughty kid and um, just wanted to leave school and do art and music, which is what I did. So so in a, in some of the lyrics, I suppose there is that bit of rebellious streak, but but with New School Tomorrow, I actually wrote that the night before my daughter was starting Year 3. So she was she went to an infant school and she was about to start Year 3 and, and I just started singing that song while I was mm. putting her to bed and I went, I went, oh, I've got to remember this one. So I, I think I went and grabbed my phone after I put her to bed. <laughs> and and, um, and so that, I just came out with that line because, you know, are you going to be like mum or are you going to up, up the front? Are you going to be like dad and sit up the back, you know, with, yeah. the, with the naughty kids? I suppose it was just... I mean, it's also just a cliche, you know, like, where are you going to sit? Yeah, yeah. But it, it it sort of does, I don't know, it highlights something, that there is something quite real. I mean, are, are you writing most of the lyrics? Is that, is oh, that I, I, write, I write all the lyrics yeah. except Don't Forget. Um, Chanel wrote some some of those lyrics and she wrote Caterpillar all by herself. She, Caterpillar she actually wrote for the band before she joined and we started doing it. Oh, wow. And then she joined the band because she was in another band on my, my label, Half a Cow, called Agnes Kane. Yeah, I and, was, sorry, go on. Oh, and so, and, and so when the band first started, it was just me and Ben and Alison, so two guitars and drums. And that's how, and, and we'd get the little, our little kids up because Ben and Alison and I had three daughters the same age who mm. were all like 15, mm. 16 now. So, um, and, I, and I thought I re- when I realised I wanted to take this seriously, I thought we need, we need a lead singer, we need a female mm. lead singer because I, I just don't want to, I mean, I've never yeah. wanted to sing. I'm, I just find myself really boring. So Chanel actually, she didn't realise I had this plan. So when she gave us a song and <laughs> we, we played it and she got up and sang and I said, do you want to join? She, she loved to because she, you know, she's, I think she started having a, she hadn't had kids yet. No, no, she had a kid. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I write all the lyrics. Can you hear the doggy? Can you hear the doggy? Can you hear the wolf of doggies barking in the backyard? Can you see the doggy? Can you see the doggy now? Can you see the wolf of doggy playing near the front gate? Because the there are a couple of moments in the in in the the, the album to come where you do um, in being around. Oh, that, that's a Lemonheads cover. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but there's also, but there's a sort of sentiment in that that's kind of comes back again in Snakes and Ladders where like being around kind of feels like a parent's plea <laughs> to the child going, am I important? Can you just, yeah. <laughs> can you acknowledge my importance and everything I do? But then Snakes and Ladders is this really beautiful song that's kind of just comparing the ebbs and flows of parenting. 
to the game Snakes and Ladders. Like they, they, they sort of both sit in this whole different. But again, because I already feel like I'm being spoken to from the parents, yeah. I, I come across these songs and go, oh, it's it's like this really heartwarming moment from the parent where they're sort yeah. of being really vulnerable all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned Snakes and Ladders and being around because being around was – I was there when Tom and Evan started writing and they, mm. they wanted to write a kid's song. So it, it was always his kid's song but was never like promoted as that or, or mm. even recorded like that. And then Snakes and Ladders actually I wrote back in like 05 or 06. Yeah, right. And and I wrote it for I was going to start a bubblegum band with and and do like the the music which Sticker Club ended up becoming that band but I wrote Snakes and Ladders yeah for this re- I wanted to make a really pop poppy pop band with two mm. female lead singers and and um um, a friend of mine, Brian Estepa, he actually wrote the second verse, Judge and Jury. Yeah. So when when he wrote that, that that was not, had nothing to do with a kids' band. But when I was looking at all my old songs for the Sticker Club, I thought, man, all these songs I wrote mm. for the ultimate. This band was called the Ultimate Vanilla. We, we never actually played; we rehearsed. <laughs> so there's, there's actually a couple more of their songs I wanted to take because that band never happened. But but yeah, so Snakes and Ladders what wasn't actually a kids' song. It was just a, a bubblegum song, which. Which goes back to my original thing of yeah. that I want to have songs that are just pop songs, regardless of the lyrics. But luckily, the lyrics for Snakes and Ladders fits Good in. Work, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's beautifully. It was a real. It was kind of really heartbreaking in a way. So, I mean, oh, I, I sort of got it in being around, but then when I got to Snakes and Ladders, I just kind of went, "Oh God, it's just really." I, I, like as a parent, I just for some reason I was just sort of like, God, it's just what it's like. Like, <laughs> am I packing the bag? Yeah. If I'm packing the game yeah. away, am I rolling the dice? Yeah. What am I doing? What's just tell me what the hell's going on? I'm sliding yeah. down this thing. Like it's really, um, yeah. Well, was, well, my my son, he he's five and he he didn't know what snakes and that is. So just this week, I went to a Salvos or a Vinnie's and found a snakes and that is for a dollar. So we were we were playing it because he wanted to know what what this song was about. And I said, well, it's actually based on a game. Let's talk about some of the production aspects because there was this. I did read this great story on the ABC site where um, you had your children involved at the start, but then when they grew grew up and grew out of the band, you wanted to keep their parts, and so you actually ended up having to do do the actual notation for what they were playing in the songs. Is that yeah, correct? Um, well, the the three like like a lot of school kids learn learn instruments at school, mm. so. Um, Ben's daughter Layla was um, learnt the clarinet, and Alison's daughter Hazel um, was playing. No, no, Alison's daughter Hazel was playing clarinet. Ben's daughter Layla was playing trombone, and my daughter Clementine was playing the flute. So, so we we um, worked out some parts for them to play, and then and then um, they played live and. And then I got um, Jenna Cave, who's a, a Sydney jazz musician. Mm. I got her to to write the parts, but she yeah she wrote them for for three like nine year old girls <laughs> to play. So 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 they're ba- they were basic. But when when she sent the parts and we were trying to because none of us can really read music, we found it really difficult to teach the girls 
what to do. Yeah, right. So we had to get someone else to come in and show them. So, so the girls live were, were playing the songs, but then that was that was when they were ten or eleven, and that's when they got to the age of oh, we don't want to be in a kids band. You know, we're not kids. And I said, but we're not kids either. We were playing for kids. It's like you're a pro- professional musician playing for kids, but they they did not they did not want yeah, to. Oh, do no, that definitely all. And, not. Yeah, and because one didn't want to do it. They all didn't. So then, when we went to do the the album, I hired three like really good jazz musicians, and they they played the, the, play the kids. Parts. They played these parts, which which um, and they actually weren't that simple. Simple, like, but it was it was quite funny that um, because the girls were originally going to do do the do the recording, and I reckon they would have still done a pretty good job. But the fact that we got like really good musicians in, yeah, totally, and 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 the um. The grouping of flute, clarinet, and trombone isn't like a standard, yeah. you know, horn section grouping, but that was only dictated by the three girls. Yeah. So, so I'm really glad we had that because it, it has this sort of unique sound. Whereas we probably won't have got some saxophones and some trumpets, but um, yeah. So, so that that was like a, a little blessing that we got. We had that. Do you, do you, is that kind of how you look at all? Like a lot of your creative process is it is it is it a bit like you look around and go, well, that's what I've got at hand? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm a big believer in karma and whatever mm. happens, happens. And if if you can't mix that day, don't worry. There's no deadline Un- unless you have booked your stupid yeah, record launch next Friday and you need to get it done. <laughs> M- my view is the last 20 years is just to, just relax, you know. Yeah. No, no rush. Don't, you know. You know what I mean? Like mm, totally, no, totally. And, and so, so we, we've, so we've, you know, this next record, like we've got to get it finished, and and then we've got to send it to the ABC, and who knows how long they're going to take yeah. before it gets released. But we just have to deal with that side of yeah, it, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. just just life. There is, um, it's funny you should bring that up because there's one song I want to talk about, which is um, "Don't Forget." Don't forget the library bag on Monday. Don't forget your soccer boots on Tuesday. Which kind of is one of the rare songs, I think, for yourself and the Sticker Club that actually is really 100% just from the dra- um, dragon, from the child's perspective. Um, and I, I think it's quite brave because, like, it's a song. I mean, I think musically it's just really brave as well. I just love the fact that you just got that. You know, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. But also, in a, in a world where we're sort of trying to embrace, you know, children working hard and and you know all this sort of stuff, you really just pull out this element of like, ah, oh, it's we acknowledge that that stuff's all just a bit torturous, and really, yeah. what you want to do <laughs> is just get to the yeah. weekend and, and let yeah, yeah. Steam, so that, you know? that 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 song that song is actually we we have a few songs that are for ten year old boys. Yeah, right. You know, or not, not not necessarily boys, but but ten year olds who who don't like the kids. So that song was our like, this is this is for the or for teenagers. You know, this is like a punk rock song. And if you if you the the, the chorus, here comes the weekend, get my pocket money, <laughs> hanging out with my friends like that. That to me is like a celibate rifles or Eastern yeah. Dark like pop yeah. punk. And 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 we kept it like we we didn't tone it down. Like it it, it rocks out. And you know, no one, no one's ever complained that oh, that's that's not very for kids. But you know, but but lyric that that song we actually all wrote the whole band. We just started jamming that, and then Chanel started singing. Don't forget, you know, you do toothbrush yeah, on Monday. Right. And we, we realised we had a re- good little tune there, yeah. and and really simple. We just had to just make up 
these little couplets and then then I came yeah. up with the the chorus and we we had instantly had a song and and I love the fact that we all wrote that together and you know yeah it's yeah, it's great. And I think it's one of the standouts too because it's so different. Well, actually, I don't even think it's different. I think the attitude's very similar to all all, the, all your songs, but it's just sort of, I don't know, it's nice when you just have something and you go, oh, that sort of came out of nowhere. That's great. Here comes the weekend. I get my pocket money. Hanging out with my friends. Yeah, yeah. There's songs like like that that has a nice flow to it and, and easy flow. Whereas a song like "Do the Echo," which is the same album, like mm. like I, I laboured over that to to get the couplets of of because every, every line in that song is about you know like two things, you know, like T for two, fax a photocopy, mm. like like copycat. Like I spent months trying to work that out, and and, it, and you can sort of tell it's a bit like oh god, it's a bit of a drag because I. I over, I feel like I sort of overworked it, and then when we recorded it, we we had to put on the wah wah guitars and try and make it exciting. And to me, that's like didn't re- I mean it, it didn't really work too too well, even though like no one would know except me to, yeah, to yeah, think yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, some songs just come really easily. Like and it, yeah, don't forget was we just we were rehearsing, and at the end of the rehearsal, we just started jamming and. Just, it just came out. Now, in in talking about, like you're saying how you work, you know, you, you put as much effort into this stuff as you do with any of your stuff and which is wonderful, but it, but it does beg the question, Nick, when everyone's talking about the world of allergies and being careful of allergies, you do write an entire song about doing the peanut. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I had never... <laughs> You know, I, I had never thought about the, the allergy thing until I was – I've written another song called Peanut Butter on Toast recently and I, I Googled <laughs> because there's a couple of famous peanut butter songs from the 50s and 60s and I wanted to have one similar. Yeah. And I came across the Wiggles version of one of these songs and then the Wiggles did a little intro saying, oh, you know, no, but, and talked about the peanut allergy and I thought, yeah, f- fair enough to do that because it's that they sort of had to but – I had never thought of that till I listened to this song about <laughs> the, the peanut and the whole allergy thing. Ne- never crossed my mind. Oh, hang on, no, someone at rehearsal mentioned it two ages ago. But, but yeah, like I, I think, you know. Oh, mate, it is what it is. I mean, what it's you know. It's, and, it's, and also the allergy thing. It's, it's a Western world problem, and it's like I don't know how we got there because when I was a kid, no one had allergies. And yeah, look, and and and, and to our north, in, in Indonesia, I don't think they don't have peanut allergies, and they're just a little bit north of us. Yeah, I don't understand the whole allergy thing, but I certainly don't want to promote. Taking peanuts to school, not at all. And look, it's a great song, and and that just you know, I just took it as an opportunity to to give you a bit of stick for it. Yeah, no, no, but it's funny because that 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 song was that that if that if it wasn't for that song, I don't think there would be a sticker club. I'll I'll tell you the story. I was I was camping down the coast with my ex wife and our kids, and we were camping with um, a friend of hers and their family from the Blue Mountains, and and I had my guitar, and I was sitting around the fire. This is like in about 2010 or something, mm. 2011, and I started making up this, you know, do the peanut, can do the cashew, and then, and then, and then we, we all went to bed, and the next morning these kids from the Blue Mountain said, oh, Nick, play that peanut yeah. song from last night, and I went, huh? And I thought, oh, shit, yeah, the peanut song. And so I, I sort of made up another peanut song, and that became do the peanut. So, so I had that one, like, little rock and roll song, you know, it's just 
blues progression. And that's the song I, I said to, to Alison and Ben, look, I've got this song, plus a couple of our lullabies, let's start a band. And also that, that song, if you actually have a good listen to the recording, it's really sloppy. <laughs> um, and it's funny because it's like it, it's had over half a million Spotify yeah. plays. And it's, 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 it's been a bit of a... A hit. Yeah. I don't know why, because it's like it's it's it's. I don't want to say, but it's like it's not the best song. <laughs> Can you do the peanut? Can you do the peanut? Can you do the macadamia? Can you do the pistachio? You've sort of probably touched on this, and it might be a little bit uh, unnecessary, but I'll ask it anyway. If for a listener coming into the sticker club, is there anything that you would hope that a listener would take away from it? Like, I mean, for me, listening to the music, all of it, both albums, and it's continued on with the second album, which I'm really grateful for, is this idea that it is really your your music is a real, just genuine celebration of day to day. It's not. It, it's not that it's not deep, but it's you know like like you mentioned before, soup and buttery bread, garbage truck, um, smash banana, even snakes and ladders. Like I mean, it's it's still corn, <laughs> corn, corn, corn. Like you know, says <laughs> here comes a train with corn on it. Like it's a real six, yeah, six different types of corn. Yeah, it's it's it, there's this consistency of just a real celebration of just what happens immediately in front of you, and yeah. so. So I go back to the question, is is there something you would hope people would take away from the Sticker Club? Yeah, look, that's, that's a good question because I, when I do write these songs, I, I, I think, I'm just thinking entertainment, you know, in, in every line I want it to be colourful like, this, like when I was a kid, those colourful Beatles mm. songs, you know, and, um, and, and have a, a story there because I know we, we've, we've um, you know, adult songs like, oh, I went, I, me, you, he, and like it's all, it's all sort of like yeah. not red umbrella. It's like I got wet, you know. It's like I, I suppose what I do want people to take away just that they're being entertained and, and then the kids are really getting into this funny little story and, and then the dad's going, oh, gee, that, that yeah. those guitars sound like the Velvet Underground. That's cool. Because, <laughs> like, like, if you listen to Garbage Truck, like the music's just, yeah. to me, I, I purposely wanted to have Velvet's sort of yeah. garage rock, you know, like. Because I know, like Ben, Ben the guitarist. Me and him have been friends since like '83 or something, and mm. we we totally love the '60s garage, and we always wanted to be in a band together. And and it's funny, well, here we are. And we didn't realize, oh, this is that band. Oh, it's a kids band, but we we still <laughs> get, get to, to um, the music you wanted to make. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when when we were recording the album, we we did a lot of like we redid our guitars sitting sitting opposite each other in the in the control room. Just danging away, and then and Tim, the engineer, said, "Oh man, you guys are so good, just doing this danging." Like, I said, "Yeah, because we 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 love the '60s, and we, yeah. you know." Yeah, but but getting back to your, to your question, yeah, I think it's, um, I suppose I want I want the adults to take away that oh, this, this is just good quality music, maybe, mm. and and that the the lyrics are, are fun, and a little a little bit refreshing, and but but I suppose what I want is being like a you know, like a someone who's like read, read a lot over the years. I come from a, a bookshop family, and I've yeah, been into music that. since I was little. I, I just, I just want to have like really 
en- entertaining lyrics, I suppose. It, they don't necessarily have to be funny because I know it's, well, even in like Are We There Yet, it's like it's sort of a sort of sad, slow song, but it's it, it, it seems sad, but it's like it, it's it's about waiting, you know, to get to your holiday destination, but. It's also quite funny as well. I, I know exactly. Man, I think Earth to Nigel's very similar to that. I, I think you know, there's 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 something quite lamenting about this idea that this kid's just not paying attention and is off. Yeah, you really end up in his. Yeah, you you end up in his brain a little bit and kind of go, yeah, he's just not. Yeah, well, that that came about. Um, I got sent a demo tape by a band called Earth to Nigel. It's Cram Cram from Spiderbait's cousins from rural Victoria. They're called yeah. Earth to Nigel. And um, I just used to say that for years, it's like, like, hello, you know, like when someone's not listening, you go, Earth to Nigel, it was just yeah, a little right. line I kept saying. Obviously, that's where they got it from. And um, Alison actually ran into one of them in Summer Hill and suburb in Sydney, and um, she said, oh, we've, we've got a song called Earth to Nigel. He couldn't believe it, though, you know, I'd written a song. <laughs> but but that, that song's about, come on, kids, you know, l- yeah. listen. it's basically listen to, your, listen to me. Come inside or, or, yeah, or do you climb down from that tree, yeah, yeah. Like a copycat and a mirror image. Here come the doppelganger and the chief of two. Sticker Club's a real nostalgic thing for you, isn't it? I mean, it's really like getting in touch with the music that you really liked as a child and... I mean, is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it is... It's nostalgic and... But also nostalgic for... For, um... Just rock, rock and roll. <laughs> like... Yeah, just sure. Just being able to go into a studio and just record a, a three-minute pop song because I noticed with, with, with your, your regular band, mm. if, if you took a really poppy song to your regular band, they'd go... Oh God! This is a bit too sugary. Yeah, with the yeah, sticky club, sure. I, I can't get in trouble for being sugary. You know, yeah. this is what we do. So, <laughs> so I, do whatever you want. I, you know, so I'm, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be as poppy as you want, and that and that's why I've, I've sort of concentrated yeah. on the sticky club because, to me, they're, they're not subpar songs. I mean, to me, no, to me, they're just mean. pop. Yeah. They're, to me, they're just pop songs. And maybe some of the lyrics, like there's a song on the first album, "Can you hear the doggy?" That's about the only one we've really like. Really kiddie lyrics. Everything yeah. else could 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 sort of pass as just yeah. a pop song, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just just lastly, the, the the image. So the the clips. It's a pretty striking. It's a pretty striking image. The 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 band members and the, and that clip is extraordinary. The clip's so great. Um, like it's beautiful animation. Is that is that is that all in house or did you get someone? No, no, I hired someone to do that. It cost, yeah. it cost quite a lot. Yeah, and I'm not absolutely. sure I'm going to be able to fo- afford to do that again. No, because because animation is so expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, that, that that's like the calling card that that. Yeah. Like, I, I suppose I should have said this originally. Like the the whole pre- other premise of the sticker club was I wanted to have it to be an animated band, like like the Archies. Mm. Um, I, suppose, I suppose like the gorillas, not that I know much about them, but people always mention mm-hmm. them when, for me to mention them. But uh, I wanted to have an animated band, so so um, we we like like the Simpsons. We'll we'll stay like that forever, mm. you know, and we can yeah, all be yeah. replaced, you yeah. know, like all of us, even even I can be replaced. You know, like yeah. I want yeah. I wanted to have this image, um, because that and it, and it to be like yeah, just just like a just like the Archies, but obviously. We, no, I understand. Totally understand. Oh, look, and, I think I think you got it. You have a, you have a longevity in in children's music if you you know. Yeah, but the, the only bad thing about the animation is it, it's so expensive, mm. and like I'm trying to work out how how to um 
make some more clips without having to um like i mean i don't it is that, that, that broke that broke the bank and, and yeah. but i wanted to have that as a calling card so people know where where we're coming from and then but but, but the thing is with 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 image like oh i keep going back please but I, like that there wasn't there wasn't film clips back then you know you had mm. you had you had the picture of the band on the cover yeah and then and then you, it's the music that brings out the images and the color and mm. I, I thought i if, if we can afford film clips, great. If not, mm. it's the music. It's the, where we put out music. We don't put out, you know, film clips for YouTube. You know, mm. so I'm pretty adamant about that. That at the end of the day, it's the music, and and even at the end of the day, not it's not even the live shows. It, it's the the music that's yeah. gonna is, is what people listen to. You know. There's a boat sailing through the harbor, and she's floating on the dreamy ways Yes, she's heading out across the sleepy ocean And she's bound for Blanket Bay At the Well, look, I, I, if, if me as a middle-aged uh, man is any reference to go by, um, it's it's great. Uh, the music's awesome. It's so much fun to listen to and just easy to get lost in. And, and I, you know, look, it is, it is really unique. I mean, I, I kind of, yeah. The, the, one, yeah the, one, the one song I'm really proud of is the last song on the first album, Magic Flower Power Hour. I thought I want to have a, a song that's like a radio show. So if you... If you, if you uh, I should have explained what it was on the record, but that's basically someone's radio show called the Magic Flower Parrow, and and so they're playing like four or five little snippets of songs, and then in, if you can hear near the end, you hear the radio flick, and you can hear a little bit of the birds going, "If there's a season, turn, turn, yeah, turn." Right. And and a friend of ours said their little kid gets scared when they they hear that bit, and they go, "Oh shit, that's no good," because. That that was a bit troubling. That I that yeah. it, it, it was a bit too psychedelic for little kids. I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll remember that. But that one <laughs> song I'm really proud time. of because 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 uh, you scared children it, with it. it, it, it yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, no, no, it, 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 it's not. It, I wanted to sort yeah, of really yeah. sort of push push the envelope with that song, and and have a really psychedelic song, um, which mentions some other songs. Because on the next album, there's two songs that get ref reference from that one song right, like the, okay, the yeah. little bit of that song now had the full song on it and that you know what i mean like yeah yeah no i understand and, and, yeah yeah and i also wanted with the sticker club and it's going to be run through all the, the records is like with the beatles um you know the walrus was paul and mm-hmm. they they the self-referential aspect yeah like in smash banana it's it's going to be the opening song of the next time like well you've done the peanut you tried the yeah. so like I, I want to really push that as much as I can. Not not overdo it, but each each record has. I have an Easter egg. Re- have a little bit that so kids can listen that yeah. to. Yeah, and just just, just re- references to other yeah. songs. Like my little five year old said the other day, he goes, "Daddy, no, no one will know what Mina Manana Manu is because I've got it mentioned in the third song, which will obviously be on the the third record." Um, and and I say, I, yeah, the, right. the the sticker cover fans, they'll 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 hear that line that they'll go, "Oh, that's the Mina, that's a dance," you know that. That appears yeah. in the first record, so I'm, I'm sort of excited with the Sticker Club that, yeah. to have little things like the image, and also each record's got songs like dances, like you know, do the peanut, do the echo. This next album's got do the smash banana, like um, 
you know, like just have a, have sort of little continuity, like if you can, you know. Yeah. Do you do you find children's music gives you a lot more freedom in in your experimentation? Like, I mean, do you feel there's less expectations on what people expect it to be like? Oh, I have no idea. Because um, <laughs> no, I, 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 what do you mean? Like, well, like I mean, you know, when you're in a when you're in a a, a band for adults, like you yeah. kind of you know you have a style or whatever, and you sort of. I don't know, like you, you can often sort of try to play to a certain image or whatever, whereas with children's music, I mean, you can, I mean, if you want, you can do one song of jazz and the next song can be yeah. death metal, then the next song can be classical. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah you're right. My my, my band, um, my previous band, we broke up now because of that reason. We were called the Gloom Chasers and we started out as a, a bluegrass country band mm. and then ended up playing, you know, Taylor Swift and Velvet Underground and, and Daddy Cool covers and, yeah. and, and me doing like... Um, a Herbie Hancock song on a kalimba and yeah. like completely out there and, and then it got too out there. I thought this isn't the Gloom Chasers anymore so I was able to, I had to sort of stop that band yeah. whereas so you're, you're right, it, there were limitations with, with a band um, and also the fact when I did start this this bluegrass band it it, it didn't sell, sell because people were sort of liked my sort of in, indie rock yeah. or whatever and when I started a, this, yeah, it, the first sure. album was pretty strictly bluegrass country like the, my normal fans, if I have any, they they went, oh, we we don't like we don't like banjo yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and banjo and mandolin in every song, which there was. Yeah. Um. So so that that's right. You know, with the Sicker Club, we can have yeah, a bit more variety. It's a bit more freedom, isn't it? It's like. Um, well, look, Nick, I, I, I'm out of questions. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And it's, it's, it's great. I, I love it. I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm generally really excited about how people are going to respond to it. It's been a real, it's been a real treat for me to, to find you all and to, and to listen to what you're doing. And, yeah, um, you're the only person that's heard, heard the new songs apart from, um, uh, Nick at the ABC. He's not there anymore, but he, he heard some of them and, and the band, we haven't really, well, obviously, we, we they're not finished yet. So, um, so yeah, you're, so it's I'll, good. That, it's, it's good to get the feedback from these new songs yeah, yeah. because, um, yeah, because I'm like I said before, I'm really excited. I can't wait for these songs to come out. It's beautiful. It's really like, some of my friends who who musicians as well. I I've asked them to write song, kids songs, and they just they just shake their head at me and go, "No, I've never thought of it, or I don't want to do it." They just think it. They they see it as like I'm not going to write big red tractor or what you know, like. Yeah. Whereas I I just see it as like they're just songs and it's like he's. Still put in as much craft in, yeah. in these songs. And look, that's a really common train of thought, and it is changing. It's changing, like the the music's changing, particularly. In, I mean, it's it's you know, you go to the states and New Zealand, and the music for children is pretty extraordinary, and it's changing here in Australia. I think I think the taste is, you know, our generation having children are going. Well, I just want something else, and um, yeah, you know, there's well, there's more and more coming out, so it's it's getting yeah, there. Yeah, like when I when 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 I sent the music to ABC and they came back and were interested. I um, 
I was so excited. I thought, this is the biggest break I've ever had in my musical career. And people go, that's not true. I go, it is. This is my music. I'm signed mm. to, to the premier kids yeah. label yeah. in Australia. I have never had anything of this success ever. Yeah. And, I, and then people think that's full talking mm. crap. And I go, I'm serious. Like, I love yeah. writing songs. I'm getting to write them now and I'm getting them released on, on the premier label. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of a better situation Absolutely. to be. And also, yeah. and also I, I don't have to bend. You know, to bend yeah. to put it. The only thing we had to change on the first record was one of the pictures in the cover. The, I don't know if you've seen all the drawings in the cover. Like all mm. the, the kids are trying to um, attack the parents all the time and wreak havoc on them. There was a a, a bottle of acid and it said acid, and I had to I had to take the word acid off the off the off the canister or whatever it was. That was the only concession that they asked for. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty. That's pretty. I know. Isn't that the case, right? You're writing for children, and there's less there's less um, there's less scrutiny around what you what you do than if you're doing it for for adults. Yeah. Um, well, look, Nick. I'm, I, th- thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank I you. Really, really appreciate it. I'm glad. Um, and you know, I'm glad. It's really nice to hear the, the effort that you put into it because, you know, look, it deserves that effort. And I think it deserves to be listened to, your stuff in particular, but also just children's music in general. I think it deserves to just be listened to a bit more closely. And, and you know, there's some people like yourself that are really, really, really working hard to, to ensure children get respect in this world. You know what I mean? In this in this area of their lives in their music and you know I, i'm grateful for all the work you're doing it's and it's great it's great to hear you talk about it as well i, I was just going to say one more thing like as far as inspiration i, I was inspired by something that, that would come across as quite conservative and that's um don spencer's animal songs album yeah um which i used to listen to when i'd put my 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 son asleep my my first son and he used to sing along to all these little songs. I don't know if you know that the album man. Very well. Yep. He was like a and, and, like third yeah. interview or something. Yeah. And um, I that really inspired me. Like my songs are completely different, but but there's like ten songs. They're all really catchy. Mm. He, he did. He, but he did them all about animals. And and that's that act. That album was. I, I thought oh, I'd love to put out an album of ten. You know, like all all catchy songs that mm. a little kid can. Like my son would lie there in bed just singing the backing vocals, mm. and I thought I. Oh, so, so I was inspired by something that that, that is a bit more on the the mainstream, well, you know. I, I, what, you know. I think as a musician, though, like I mean, you can't you can't write it all off. I mean, you do you do find it and listen to it and go that you know you can appreciate it. even in the stuff that might be passed off as not being terribly deep. You know, if you're a musician yourself, you're going to find those elements that you do appreciate and think are. You know, and think yeah. are amazing. You know, like I, I, you could, you know, lots of people have different opinions of the Wiggles, but yet I hear the Wiggles and I think, you know what, they they create such space in their music. You know, there's so oh, much yeah, look, space I, I, I used going to say on that, with them. Yeah, and, and you know, I used to say that to friends. I used to say the the Wiggles are just a bubblegum band. I remember that you know, like my my kids never really got into them, but I mean, I, I, I used to hang out with Murray quite a bit and like mm. I used to find that you know the Wiggles you know like it just it's just pop music and the other album that that inspired me was Justine Clark's so I like to sing that the yeah, first album of yeah, hers was yeah. a was Deb was was probably the one I th- was the one that made me go I do want to do this because yeah. I can I can write but they I heard watermelon on um 702 one day I was driving along and I think yeah, Richard right. was interviewing her and I'd never heard really heard of Justine before and and I heard this song, Watermelon, and I thought, wow, what a great song. And it yeah. got caught in my head. And that, that actually was the other big inspiration mm. to, to start it. So it wasn't, it wasn't just the <clears throat> Birds and the Beatles and 
small faces. <laughs> awesome. All right, mate. Okay. Thanks, Benny. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to know more about Nick and the Sticker Club, then head along to their Facebook page, The Sticker Club. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Nick questions. Wow.